This program is brought to you by P1 Australia Racing Components, the designer of the oil heat mats for dry sump tank applications. Find out more about the truths on engine oil heating at p1australia.com. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We've paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them. Thunder Media. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. And you're listening to Inside Supercars. From the racetracks across Australia, and here's Inside Supercars. In a year where he's moved his family to Queensland, worked with one of the most impressive drivers of the current supercar era, Andrew Edwards has had a Bathurst win and is now the engineering champion elect. He talks about what Shane can do with a car he prepares. The good thing with Shane is he's able to execute different types of strategies that that maybe you can't do with everyone. And while the history books will show Van Gisbergen domination, Edwards said the relationship at the beginning of the year wasn't travelling as smoothly as he would hope. At SMP, I mean, I felt like I felt like a fish out of water there. You know what I mean? I, I I wasn't on the same page as him. Andrew Edwards on Inside Supercars starts now. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Ravel, and we're joined by a man who is walking country he hadn't been in to the degree he has. Welcome back, Andrew Edwards. It's uh, fantastic that one race meeting on from a. A wonderful Bathurst for you and for obviously Triple Eight, Shane and Garth Sander. And now you're celebrating a championship. Um, I mean, I I know that the championship's uh, not won yet because it's not until the end of the year, but it's a a great achievement for you, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, it's been a big, obviously a big year. And um, yeah, the last three rounds have all had some some pretty big uh, outcome and and, and emotion and news, so it's been it's been a a big a big last few rounds for sure. One of the things that distinguishes um, Shane and and you've seen it firsthand. I've I've been watching him and known him for ten twelve years. But one of the things he doesn't have to win to enjoy a race, does he? No, he he likes the fight, and I think that that is why he is so good. Um, he, he relishes the battle and he lifts when. He needs to, you know, like when when he sees that there's a game ahead, he that's when he lifts and you see you see the magic. So, um, yeah, he, he enjoys that that part of of racing. People could very much misconstrue what your year's been like, um, because one of the things though that has really marked uh, your time at Triple Eight is that you've won and you've won, you know, amazingly twenty one of thirty two races. But you've won from behind, in front, you know, way back in the pack. It doesn't matter, it seems, where it's come from, whether it's strategy and or car speed, the two of you, you've got to the front in 21 of those 32 races. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's crazy when you say it. That's for sure. I mean, and like you say, it's not like we've been on pole every race and then just cleared off in, in the lead. You know, I, I really think we've we've had to fight for a lot of those victories um, as a as a team and. Um, and, you know, maybe sometimes we have a bit more of a race car than a quali car. So, you know, we're, we're not on the front, but we have to do something in the race to, to get to the front. And uh, the good thing with Shane is he's able to execute different types of strategies that, that maybe you can't do with everyone. So so he has he has the ability to to run long, but but his time management, you kind of can run him, run him all sorts of different ways to, to cover off the opposition. So. So yeah, we've had, actually you know it sounds like a you know a dominant year, but it feels like we've had some really good races this year. Well, there have been, and and it's uh, one of the things that has marked the year is unfortunately there have been those times like last weekend that the races were unfortunately processional. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly, certainly the Saturday race was a little bit. The, the Sunday race, I think, um, you know. Chaz, Chaz kind of mixed it up a bit and, and, and put some pressure on, you know, running running kind of short fuel and putting the car up front. You know, we have to make some decisions about whether we go behind him or in front, you know. So, um, and certainly, you know, Shane had to overtake Will in those those early laps of the race, which is, you know, sets up, sets up the rest of the race. So, yeah, that's certainly a long race and, and maybe not as, not as, uh, action-packed as some of the others in, in, in most of it. But there's little, there's little bits of interest and battles in there along the way, that's for sure. Andrew, have you worked with a driver like Shane before or is he a completely unique beast? Um, look, I mean, I've, I've worked with – obviously, he is, he is unique in, in what he can achieve and, um, you know, the results have shown that over the years, you know, since he's entered the sport. So – Obviously, obviously he's very talented, but I have been lucky to work with with very good drivers. You know, I've, I've been able to work with Jason Bright and Nick Perkett, and you know, now I've 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 kind of seen a little bit of how how Garth operates, and and um, so I've been really fortunate to work with such high level drivers. Um, but obviously, the outcomes for him are, are you know pro- proven to be very good, and and. And not many can race like him. That that's the difference, you know. Like it's his it's his raceability and his his kind of passion for racing and his ability to execute that sets him apart from everyone else. I think. Fascinating stat that Tony talked to me about uh, a week or so ago is that Shane's won three championships with three different engineers. Yeah. Yeah. When you think of yourself, Couchy and Shippy, you are all very different people and, and have got a different mindset to approaching the beast of tuning a car. Yeah, I mean, I think I actually think it's a good reflection of the team, to be honest, is that, um, you know, you can have different engineers and, and kind of different structures, but the outcomes uh, are very similar, you know what I mean? So... I think it speaks a lot for Triple Eight as a team, more than anything. Um, but but and also obviously for Shane's talent to be able to work with different people and 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 have good outcomes. But I def- definitely think there's something special about the, the team environment in general that 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 lets 
you know, someone like me come in and, and uh, you know, still harbour a lot of success. So uh, I think that's pretty special. You also have seen the way that Triple Eight operate compared to the other teams and the people outside talk about, oh, the the behemoth that is Triple Eight and the, you know, the, the monster that it is. But really, all the teams are doing the same thing. Mm. What is those? What are those tangible differences that Triple Eight do that the other teams, in your experience, haven't realised? Yeah, I mean, I haven't. Yeah, and I haven't found it to be this kind of big behemoth thing. You know what I mean? I actually think, you know, without giving much away, I, I think it's 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 attitude of staff. You know, the the attitude and the willingness to do whatever's needed through the whole place is, is incredible. You know what I mean? At every, at every level, the, the kind of the quality of, of people and, and, you know, how they work together and just whatever it takes, what's the right thing to do. That's what we're going to go and do. You know, that, that culture is in, is ingrained here. And that is why people can come and go and they still have success. So, to me, to me, it's 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 attitude as much as anything else. Andrew, getting to know a driver and getting to know Shane, how much is that done in the weeks? And I know a lot of drivers and crews get together for bike rides and barbecues and that sort of thing. Did you have to do a lot of that at the beginning of your relationship to really understand him? Yeah, I mean that that is an interesting one, you know, because there is certainly a, a relationship between race engineer and and driver that that needs to be pretty strong and and I would say you know we, we didn't actually get a lot of that stuff done or we didn't do much of that before we turned up um, you know it's just difficult I guess uh, I guess I just moved up Shane lives down the down the Gold Coast at the time and and you know really we had a few lunches and you know it, it's it's difficult to start off I think really it doesn't really happen until you actually get in the car and actually heat of the battle. You know, that, that's when you really start to understand each other. And, and definitely at SMP, I, I mean, I felt like I felt like a fish out of water there. You know what I mean? I, 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 I wasn't on the same page as him. And, you know, so many things were different with the team, just the radios, the structure, the, everything I touched was, was different. And, and then on top of it, trying to understand what Shane needed and just, just you know, what he needs from me to support him to operate, you know what I mean? All, all those kind of things. Uh, that, that has taken some time, I think, and naturally it, it, it just takes time. You can't, you can't push that or rush that. It's just, it just happens. But, I mean, thankfully, you know, we're just on the same page in terms of personalities, I guess. You know, we're both racers and kind of pretty straight. So on that side of it, it makes it easy. Um, yeah, it, it does take time for that to kind of really nurture properly, I think. And how far along do you think you are with the relationship now? Yeah, I think, I think obviously it's going, it's going well. I mean, we, you know, next year will be the test, I think, because um, we're going to have to develop this car a lot more than, than this year's car. Um, and, um, and so I think, that's going to take a new level of working together. You know what I mean. So, as a team, you know what I mean. And and we all we all work together on that. But 
um, yeah, I think I think there's there's more to come in that area just because because there's there's possible tough time ahead. You know what I mean? And that's when the real relationship gets forged. I think, and and these these early test days for Gen three are going to be um, they're going to be critical. So I think we're gonna we're gonna learn a lot in that process. On Sunday, uh, Andrew, I actually watched the uh, most recent put to air, put to channel on Channel Seven was the Inside Line. I'm sure you might have seen some, if not all of them, but um, they do give that inkling inside uh, the Triple Eight, uh, the mechanics of the place, and one of the things that uh, seems to stand large is the uh, Roland Dane. Uh, play hard, work hard sort of syndrome, that idea that, you know, you and when you're at your, you're not not winning, but you're bonded together when you're, in fact, got to go and win. The fact you, when you're trying to come from behind, that seems to be something very intrinsic within the team. Yeah, I agree. And and like like, like you say, it's, it's really that culture that's been set up from a long time and, you know that that's hard to change, um, but it's been it's been kind of inbred from the very start. And really, uh, you know, everyone knows the program. You know what I mean? There's there's no extra coaxing that has to go on. That that's that's just how it is. And and there's there's no backing away from how much hard work and time everyone in this place puts into the into it. So so yeah, I think it, it's good that they do celebrate as a team and you know there is that little bit of you know work hard play hard i think that in motorsport that 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 goes together a little bit sometimes but um because everyone puts in so much you know and and the time to kind of celebrate and together is very small so um so yeah it, it, this place does all that well I sort of get the feeling that it's never had to work so hard to look like you're doing so little yeah, that, that, that's a thing, isn't it? You know what I mean. Um, it all looks easy, but but um, that's just the processes uh, in place here, and and kind of the accountability that everyone has with each other, and 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 you know that's why we have, I think, such good outcomes here. Given the length of time that you were with Brad Jones, and obviously saw through three different generations of cars, and now. Um, you've got another one, but you're a, a father, a husband, and a race engineer who getting ready for another big challenge in Gen Three at Triple Eight. Yeah, it's. Um, I think it is going to be a new challenge. You know, it's a, it's a reset. It's a reset for the field. Triple um, Eight have put an absolute incredible amount of work into into Gen Three, um, and you know, it's incredible that it hasn't detracted too much from what they do. You know, no doubt it, it, it has because just the sheer volume of, of work and distraction from doing it. So, you know, I, I guess we're all hoping we get that, that, that reward back as a team. But it, it, is, it is a new a new mix, isn't it? You know, like, you know, when this happened last time, um, different teams came to the front Um ones that were outside of the, the, the kind of the, the inner influence. So you just don't know, you know, whether you get the concept right um, on on how things are going to change with this new car. So 
um, you know, there's a lot of work to go ahead from now, really. It's just been designed, so there's still a lot of work on how we're going to run these cars, you know. At, at the moment, that's a total unknown. Of course, before you tackle that challenge, you've got one last Ferrari in uh, Adelaide. Um, mm. It's a track that you obviously know pretty well. Uh, are there many elements that will be different for you this time round? Obviously, the obvious ones are, you know, a, a Commodore. Well, the Commodore is the same, but um, in chain and the elements around you there. But any other things as far as the Adelaide 500 is concerned for you this time? Yeah, I mean, it's had a it's had a, a full resurface, which uh, definitely it changes the characteristic of the car. So. Um, and obviously, you know, it's been such a long time we've been there. All, all the setups are so different. You know, you can't you can't pull off some of that information from the future just because, you know, the, the progression of the setup has changed since then. So, so yeah, I think the surface change will be will be a big feature this year. Um, and you know, I guess the championship's done and everyone's last hurrah with these cars. So it, it's going to be. A, I think everyone's going to want to win that. That, that last one, and certainly we want Holden to, to win that last one, so uh, it's going to be pretty action-packed, I reckon. You've currently got your notes from all your years of going to Adelaide and your thoughts on a car setup. When you look at the playbook for Triple Eight, are there big differences in the starting point from the workshop? Look, the the cars, I think, I think we've all kind of migrated to a similar point, you know what I mean, over time, I'd say, in the teams. There, there definitely are some different philosophies that, that uh, you know, we hadn't enacted before, I'd say, um, at, you know, with the cars that we've had before. But, you know, some of it is a little bit driver-related too. You know, some drivers can cop a type of setup and others can't. So maybe not everyone can drive what 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 Shane has been able to drive. Um, but, yeah, that the philosophy here is slightly different in some areas than, than other cars. But, um, yeah, it seems to have worked well, you know, across, across the year at all sorts of different circuits. For the Adelaide race, are you concerned about people perhaps thinking last hurrah with the cars we can we can go for broke we can really yeah. tear these things up i don't know i mean possibly possibly I, I, I don't i don't think anyone has that mindset in reality but um you know you, you just can't pick it can you know we we had we had a totally green race one day at gold coast and the next day was chaos so you you, you really can't pick it um I know, I know everyone's going to be going hard and, and, you know, hopefully we have a clean run, but, but I think you've got to prepare for chaos and go from there. When you have a situation like that, well, obviously we have four weeks between the two race meetings, so <laughs> that is a leisurely break in some respects. But right now the team's rebuilding Brock Feeney's car yep. and doing aerotechs on the next generation car. So it still would be quite a stressful time on getting ready for everything. Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, I mean, at the moment we've kind of parked, we've parked Adelaide for the next few weeks, just from the, from the point of view of where we're, we're all hundred percent gen three design and build. And then um, obviously 
uh, with some resource to fix Brock's car. So, so yeah, it, it actually is a long it is a long time between races, and um, and that makes it hard. You know, you lose your you lose your thread a bit. You lose your your train of thought, and it's once you go away from it for a while, it is hard to pick it back up. You know, you almost feel rusty after after a few weeks not not looking at it, not thinking about it. So. But at the moment, Gen 3 is coming and and we've got to get it done and, and there's a lot of work to do there. So so at the moment, we've, we've, we've parked it and and we'll have to have to re-engage in a, in a week or two and, and, and prepare for Adelaide then. Well, Andrew, um, you've got at least a couple of weekends with your wife and children. Enjoy that time. Yep. Um, we hope you won't be too rusty by the time Adelaide <laughs> rolls around in December yeah. 1. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sure it will be. Um, uh, look forward to catching up with you on the streets of Adelaide. Andrew Edwards of Triple Eight, and uh, congratulations again on a Bathurst win and a championship in your debut year with Triple Eight. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, appreciate that. Appreciate the thought and having me. Thanks a lot. The Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next time for more on or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. You love supercars and keeping up to speed sometimes means hitting the rev limiter? Welcome to the Gates Rev Limiter Podcast. After each round, we unpack what happened. Join Andrew Clark. We paused a fraction and got it right, and they probably still would have won the race. I mean, and yours truly, Neville Wilkinson. These are the heady days when Ford was spending mega bucks for all the action, all the controversy, and sometimes a little emotion. The Gates Rev Limited Supercars Podcast. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or where you listen to them.